All right. So I am here today with Miss Paulina. And so why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are, Miss Paulina. Hey, Nicole. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so happy to be here. So I'm Paulina and I'm a transformational coach and hypnotherapist. So I help women overcome their fears and stress, their stuck emotions, just basically transform their lives and making lasting changes and habits. And right now I'm in Finland, that's where I'm based. That's my home country, but I used to travel the world before COVID hit. Okay. Yeah, that's so incredible. That's so incredible. Um, how's life in Finland right now? It's really cold. I don't know in Fahrenheit, but it's like minus 20 degrees. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy. How is the weather there right now? You know what? It's not below 20. <laughs> Um, well, Colorado's kind of weird, so you can go from city to city, and it could be different weather. So um, yeah. right now it's a little sunny outside, so I can't really. It looks pretty it. sunny to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and tell us about the experiences that you have gone through? Okay, so we're just gonna start from when I was seven years old. Yeah. So my parents got divorced and I had just started school and everything just seemed so stressful and overwhelming because my parents had been arguing and fighting for so many years before that. Mm. And while they got divorced, my dad tried to take custody out of us. So it, it was me and my two younger brothers. And he was really manipulative and he was like manipulating the psychologists to also believe in his story and believe that he was good and my mom was like a liar and she couldn't take care of us which was bullshit mm -hmm. yeah and uh, my dad he was really into weightlifting so he started taking steroids when I was young so I also believe that that was that's why they got divorced mm -hmm. because he was really aggressive most of the times yeah and so Sometimes my mom have, has just told me these stories about sometimes um, my dad got so aggressive that she had to take care of me and my brothers and basically bring us to our grandparents because it was unsafe to be at home. That's crazy. And then basically we went to so my brothers, they didn't understand anything about the situation because obviously my dad was really manipulative and he was telling us that we should choose to go and uh, live with him. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. Were they younger than you? Sorry? Were they younger than you? Yeah, they were both younger than me. Okay, okay. So we went to live with him and it was okay for a while, but we were moving houses a lot and he had like different girlfriends for some time and then he just got to this point when he got this one new girlfriend who had two other sons from before from her before marriage yeah and these boys like because she always wanted to have a daughter so she got really obsessed with me and she basically was telling me how she wanted to adopt me and mm -hmm. she didn't want me to go see my real mom anymore because basically we were we went every weekend to see my to our real mom mm -hmm. 
but it just got to the point where I didn't go and see my real mom anymore because of her, because of my dad's new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so just my brothers went there and it was a struggle for me. It just felt so weird. Mm -hmm. And basically I didn't see my real mom for six months. So half a year. And my dad was constantly yelling at me how he never wanted to have a daughter, how I would just end up as stupid as my mom. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so unworthy and so unloved. And sometimes I came home from school and there was, I was really hungry and there just wasn't anything to eat. There was no food in the fridge. There was just milk. And these have just, these experiences have just traumatized me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one day when I was 14 years old, I just decided like enough was enough. So that's when I, I packed my small backpack and I decided like, <laughs> I'm just going to leave. So I lied to my dad. I told, I told him that I was going to my friend's place overnight, but actually I just called my real mom and I told her like, can you just come pick me up? And nice. after that, I haven't seen my dad. Nice. Yeah. How old were you at that time? 14 years old. 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's incredible yeah <laughs> that you made it through that um wow thank you yeah yes that's just that's completely incredible um there's a few things <laughs> that you know um that come to mind but um so tell me tell me about the aftermath of all of this how did this impact you Okay, so I'm just going to tell very, it's very traumatic, but yeah. Oh, yeah. if you have more, yeah, please, by yeah. all means. Yeah, so then I went to live with my mom for a few years before I moved on my own. Mm -hmm. And things got more peaceful and felt more like home and safe, the safetyness was there. Mm -hmm. uh, but my body was still in constant fight or flight mode. And it was kind of like, all I knew was about the stress and the overwhelm. And that's basically my whole life was just like stressful at that point so when i was 15 years old my eczema so when i was really young i got skin skin issues like eczema and this came back when i was 15 years old i just had it all over my neck my arms my knees and it was horrible because no creams no lotions would actually work mm -hmm. And that's when I got into natural medicine because that was kind of my last option. I tried so much and nothing worked. And then I got into homeopathy and holistic medicine and these helped. So I eventually got rid of all the eczema, which was really nice. Nice. Yeah. And I was also bullied in school at this point because I was growing up taller than most of the guys or I was growing faster than them mm -hmm. when I was like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. So I was the tallest girl in my class. I was like six, almost six foot by then already. Like okay. now I'm six foot. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just basically bullying me for being so tall and for having such long eyelashes. So I remember I remember going home from school and just cutting my eyelashes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what most girls wouldn't give to be so tall with like very long eyelashes. It's just like. Exactly. Exactly. 
our culture is so weird it's so weird exactly but in that moment i was so young so i thought it was something shameful of course yeah naturally yeah and then i moved on my own when i was 16 years old because of studies and it i feel like it felt really good to move by myself on my own but in that moment during that time I had a neighbor and I started like seeing him, but then he raped me. And <laughs> so I got another trauma moment and we ended up going to court and everything for this. But here, I don't know about the US, but here the laws are a little bit weird. So basically the first questions that they ask you is how much did you drink that night? And what clothes were you wearing? As that's if awful. it was your fault. Yeah, that's awful. That's unbelievable yeah that's a unbelievable and so then when i was from 18 to 24 i was partying a lot so i was basically just trying to numb everything mm-hmm. i was using uh using a lot of alcohol different drugs uh having a lot of sex with guys and just numbing myself with food mm-hmm. and then I also developed like chest pain and the doctors just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Like I did through a lot of like MRI scans and a lot of blood tests and everything and all tests just came back normal. So that's also when I had to go to the more holistic path and um, they found out that there was just like stress in my body and then there was something in my back that kind of like put it into my chest. Mm-hmm. so they the osteopathy could kind of open it up and after that i haven't had any problems or like no pain nice great yeah that's fantastic yeah and yeah one thing that i want to say is i because i had some boyfriends as well when i was younger but these relationships were really good actually sometimes i've been thinking back and i've been like i'm so blessed that at least i had good relationships that i didn't have any narcissists or yeah anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah because that's usually that's usually where your trauma shows up is in your relationships yeah i am i am very very surprised to hear that Um, yeah but very very happy for you (laughs) Because you've already had to deal with so much, and I am glad that you're able to kind of anchor into that. Yeah, because also when at that time when I got raped, I had a boyfriend, and uh, he was just so caring and so loving. Like I was dating him for three years, Mm -hmm. and during that time, I think I didn't have sex with him for two or three months after that because it was just so traumatic for me, and I just having sex with him just brought back all of these memories so it was so painful for me but he was still like so understanding that's amazing yeah 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 it's you know as awful as it is i'm sure some guys would eventually not be so caring or understanding which is really really sad to even say out loud but yeah yeah i'm glad that you had that you had that support Uh, during that time because that's I don't wish it on anybody yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so that's basically my story and after that I just yeah was living on my own was studying and 
After graduating, I was working in a bank for a few years, saved up a lot of money and then started traveling. Wow. That's incredible. That's so incredible. Yeah. So do you, do you feel pretty proud of yourself yet? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> How does it feel saying it out loud? It felt really good. I think this was my first time ever saying the whole story out loud. Yes. So I feel like it's pretty healing also to just like <laughs> get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, um, you know, this is, I think, like my fourth time doing this. And every time, yeah. every time I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it, it's very healing for me too. Yeah. Um, to just like hear um, what, what other women have been through too. And you're also recognizing that you're not alone because when you're hearing other people's stories, you're just like, okay. Yes. And I think, um, I think that was actually part of the reason why I started to do this was because, you know, I had to recognize that I wasn't alone, even though I was feeling very alone, you know, in, in my healing journey and just like, in the things that I've been through, I was like, there are so many people that have been through what you've been through. Yeah. Or similar or something similar or yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's very, very incredible. And I also remember when I was a little bit younger, when I was a teenager, I used to be so ashamed of my story. So I didn't want to like say it to anyone. But then when I started opening up to people, the more I opened it, opened up to other people about my story, the more they opened up to me as well. And then I realized that there's so many people and most people have some problems or issues anyways. Uh-huh. Yes. On some, on some level. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not always easy to open up to other people because yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm sure people ask you, you're like, oh, you know, or where's your mom? Where's your dad? Are they still married? Are they still together? And then it just, it really opens up like a can of worms. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like you're asking these questions, but you really don't, you don't know what, what you're asking for here. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are you ready to hear the whole story? Exactly. Yeah. Like I will, I will tell you, but I don't really think you want to know. (laughs) So it's, it's nice to be able to have that, that conversation with people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so Paulina, tell me, tell me more about how this has impacted you. So I think that Well, first of all, I was numbing myself for a long time with all the sex, drugs, food, and I just felt so different. I felt like I didn't belong Mm. for a long time. And I was living with a lot of anger, sadness, resentment, and also just a lot of stress in my body Mm. until I healed it. And yeah, I just felt like so unworthy and I felt like there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I was seeking approval of people. Yeah, I was seeking approval of most people, basically, until I realized, like, okay, I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And now I just have really strong boundaries. And when someone tries to break them, I'm just like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't respect me, then that's fine. But 
I'm not gonna be in your life mm-hmm. and I also feel like from all of this I got so good at adopting myself to different environments and different people and I got to the point where I feel like I can understand people at a much deeper level yes and I'm really good at making friends right now as well which I think was also from from changing and moving with my dad moving houses and changing areas so many times so mm-hmm. I had to basically change schools as well at the same time and make new friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And this has also led me to being a really high achiever because me achieving things was the only thing where I felt like I got love or where I felt like I got recognition when I was young. Mm. I am so glad you brought that up. Um Because I think that's been a point for me that I've been trying to, you know, I am a high achiever. Yeah. um, And I've been through a lot of trauma. So it's like, okay, you know, like making sure that when you are going for big goals and making when you, you know, when you are trying to be very successful that you're also like still like you're doing it for you, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And it just made me really strong. It just made me realize how strong I actually am mm-hmm. and also really independent. Mm-hmm. And kind of like first I learned to trust only myself, but now later on I started trusting other people as well. Mm. Yeah, that's not an easy thing. And I feel like I'm so more open-minded and non-judgmental compared to some other people. And I think it's just because of all of these things that have happened to me and that I've seen. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you feel like, do you feel like any of it still comes up for you? Like, is there anything that you're still currently dealing with and, and managing? Um, the eczema sometimes comes up. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it only comes up when I'm eating dairy or gluten, which I'm trying to avoid. But sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to eat chocolate and then it comes up again. Yes, yes. And I also think it's a little bit maybe stress related. It's kind of like the stress and um, and food is a bad combination for eczema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in my, in my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a you have a certain disposition and you know that um, yeah. when you are stressed or when you eat the certain food, there's going to, your body responds this way. So you just try to manage it the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Okay. Um, So it sounds like you've done a really great job of healing from all of this. Yeah. It hasn't been an easy road. It hasn't been an easy path. But I feel like this was just meant for me to be on this path Mm -hmm. and to experience all of this so that now I can help other people. And kind of now I understand where other people are coming from. Mm -hmm. 
and also what they are going through because I feel like I've gone through most of it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point. Um, so can you, you know, I know you've, uh, you really found holistic medicine to be a helpful tool for you. Um, were there any other things that you were able to utilize in your healing experience? Yeah, so um, I was doing a lot of research on my own because I just got to the point where I couldn't trust the doctors because they couldn't find a cure for me when I had the chest pain, for example. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go my own path. So I did a lot of Googling and my own research, a lot of just reading and YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And I started meditating and doing hip- I got really into hypnosis as well mm-hmm. and did some inner child work and journaled and found breath work as well. So that was kind of my path. And also with the herbs and homeopathy and osteopathy. I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. I actually I never went to speak to a therapist or psychologist. Because it just, it never resonated with me. I wanted something more deeper. I didn't just want to talk about it like this. I wanted to kind of like go inside my mind, if that makes sense. Nope, it completely makes sense. It completely makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, for me, I have, I've seen a, a pretty good amount of therapists and I've only had a couple really, really good ones. Yeah. But I even had one that was really traumatic for me. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just, you never know in that field. Um, So you have to be just very in tune with, you know, you know, what you need. And like you said, what resonates with you, you know, that's important. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, and I also believe that when I was younger and I was taking a lot of drugs, they kind of opened my mind up a little bit. Because there were a lot of things from my past, like past memories that I just couldn't remember anymore. Mm -hmm. And then when I was partying and taking these drugs, I just, these memories just came back to me. And then I wrote them down and started thinking about them. And then I just like found out more and more because I could just remember more and more. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a healing process for me as well. I feel like it was the same for me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to be a drug advocate here saying like, hey, no, just- for sure. There's, um, there's definitely, I would, I would say in the terms of like regulation, um, it would be really helpful if it could be done in, in a safe environment. Yeah. And it's not overly abused. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, when you start getting in the realms of like regulating your brain chemistry, um, yeah, you probably shouldn't have full control over that. But yeah, I do. I do really feel like um, that was an awakening experience for me. And that led me to um, a better path as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would love to try some plant medicine one day as well. I haven't tried it yet. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe that's going to help as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know So people keep bringing up, uh, you know, like uh, psychedelics, like, you know, mushrooms and peyote and, and stuff like that. So I think 
you know, in terms of, um, you know, really helping people with drug addiction and helping people with problems, we're, we're going to be seeing more of the um, structure, the proper structure yeah. for that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> here in Colorado, they've already decriminalized mushrooms. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what that means, de- decriminalizing. <laughs> But I think it just means you're not going to get in trouble for, yeah. Yeah. for having it. So Because in Portugal, they decriminalized all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think it's a part of the, um, the war on drugs. Yeah. Fighting the war on drugs with drugs. So I think, so it's, I think it's like, if you are found with drugs in your pocket or something, you won't get anything from mm-hmm. it. They might take the drug though. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm not either. you're not getting in trouble at least Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so do you have anything that you would tell yourself back then I would tell myself that time heals everything and that even if it feels like in that moment it feels really bad and really difficult that it's gonna get better and there's gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm and that i am so loved and so important and so worthy you are you are you are all those things you are absolutely all those things and honestly i'm still you know i'm still learning i'm just i was doing some journaling the other day yeah you know it's always you know the i am worthy i am beautiful i am smart i am intelligent and it's just like why is that so so hard for us to understand sometimes you know i think it's just the deconditioning Mm -hmm. yeah when somebody just you know when you grow up in a in an environment where you're not cared for and protected and nurtured and just you really have to do so much of it on your own. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 We just constantly have to remind ourselves like <laughs> we are worthy, we are loved. Yeah. Yeah. So is that um I'm obviously that would be something you would encourage other women. Um yeah. but is there anything else you would tell other women that have had similar experiences? Like what is your advice and all that? So I would tell them that there's nothing wrong with them and that it all happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and also the same that they are worthy and they are loved and they are really important and that they are deserving of everything that they desire Mm -hmm. and i would tell them that their past doesn't define their future and that where they have been or their background or history can be changed Mm -hmm. and i also believe that the universe doesn't give you anything that you can't handle so i believe that every experience is just meant for you Mm -hmm. to have yeah and i would tell them to listen to their intuition and kind of feel into tune into what feels right for them because for example i can say do meditation do hypnosis do breath work or go speak to a therapist but it depends on the person like what resonates with that person Because I feel like everyone has a different path and uh, you just have to tune into which path is right for you. Mm-hmm. 
That's and right. then I would tell them to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't respect their boundaries, then they just, they are not meant for you. Yes, I think, I think that can be a hard one. I think it's hard until you really get the self-love part. Yeah, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, if you have an issue with setting boundaries, I feel like it's kind of like you have to learn the hard way until you really learn it. Yeah. yeah. And there can also be a lot of codependency, so it's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mean just in relationships with other people? Yeah, so for example, even if the re- relationship would be, or friendships would be really bad for you, then you might be really codependent, especially if you've had trauma in your past life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all resonates. It all resonates for me. Awesome. Well, you're amazing, Paulina. And I am just, I'm so grateful that you, um, you know, you were very committed to, to showing up here today and to being here. So I just want to really say thank you for that, um, for doing this for yourself and for, for other women too. So this is... Yeah, I really hope that this will help someone. I think That's so. kind of my intention behind this. Yes, yes. And I just feel um, so blessed and honored to have heard your story. Um, you know, it... Yeah has made at least an impact on me. <laughs> so. oh, thank you so much, Nicole. Yes, yes. It's and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and just for coming here and speaking my truth, basically. Yeah, I, I really just want to give people a voice. You know, I think that it's so important to, to give other people a voice and, and all that stuff. So, well, thank you so much.